Hey, and welcome to Behind the Bar. My name is Chandler Phillips, and with me, as always, is your gracious bartender, James Beery. And today, we are drinking tequila. To go along with... Tequila! To go along with our last Friday's episode of sustainability, we're featuring an organic, sustainable tequila known as Tequila 123. Wow, I'm super excited to know about this. Or in its native tongue, Tequila Uno Dos Tres. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Chandler, tell me a little bit about this tequila. So this tequila is delicious. It's an organic tequila that comes from, uh, well, where all tequilas come from, Jalisco, Mexico. That's why do they come from Jalisco? Well, because it's not tequila if it ain't from Jalisco. Because what do they have there? They got blue agave, which well, and it's just it's like a regional, yeah. like that's the. I just have to say one thing that kills me before we even get started is that there will be things that say one hundred percent blue agave, they all tequila, all like if it has the label tequila on it, it has to be made from blue agave. It has to be from Jalisco, Mexico, and it has to reach whatever regional, like, uh, what is it? The, the, the what is it? The like with uh, the, tomatoes. Oh yeah. The, the fuck I can never say the DOC. Yeah, the, the DOC of certification. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, it's it has it has all these regional specificities that make tequila tequila, and. What's real special about the one that we're doing today is it's a certified organic tequila and and to to corroborate our sustainable organic theme of last Friday's episode. And it might be one of my new favorite tequilas. Well, that's super exciting. I think it might have dethroned Tequila Ocho as like my my go to decadent tequila. Isn't it a few bucks cheaper? Mm, yeah, a couple, but like yeah, yeah. it's so, like six bucks, six depending where you go. Depending on where you go, depending on which one you got. So we got a couple here today out of the one, two, three series. There's actually four bottles to choose from. You got the one, which is the Plata. The two, which is the Reposado, which is what we have today. We got the Plata and the Reposado in studio with us today. Oh, yeah. The Say th- hi. The, the three is their Añejo, which is aged for 16 months, I believe I said. Yeah. Yeah, I believe it was, I believe it was 16. We looked it up earlier. It was 16 Whatever. months. It's around 16 months. And then their fourth bottle, their super limited edition, is the Diablito which is aged for uh, around two years, almost 24 months. I, I, it, was an, it was an ultra Añejo, right? It was an extra Añejo. Extra Añejos are always at least two years. Yeah. They take that Añejo flavor that you get from a, from a nice barrel-aged tequila, and they just let it ride. So what we're drinking today is developed by Tequila Rio... I uh, love this. Te- tequila Rio. The man who makes this tequila, their master blender, is David Ravandi. And 
it says on their website he was inspired to design a brand specifically with wine enthusiasts in mind. Really? And I think that's really interesting because of the amount of floral sweetness that you get that comes through, especially on the Plata. Absolutely not a joke. So especially with the Plata, what we run into is a lot of sweetness. When, and when I say sweetness, I mean, um, we, we spoke about it like melon sweetness, like something that's like very mellow. I kind of got like a little bit of like a honeydew nectar mm-hmm. kind of vibe from it. It's definitely not saccharin. Um, no, not like a brandy sweet. It's like, not super acidic. Um, definitely, uh, and, and compared to the Herodora, which is very popular here, um, the Herodora is actually way is less acidic than this. But this has more of the, what I consider to be the traditional tequila body, in which it's nice, it's tart, but it's also sweet. And not too buttery like you would get with a... Um... Like a barrel-aged bourbon 100%. or something that's corn-based. I, I absolutely think it's great. It's super light. It's almost hydrating to a sense. Like, it, the flavor of it doesn't leave you with a dryness. Uh, it's, it's, a sati- it's a thirst-quenching kind of flavor to it. And that's where I kind of equated it to, to the melon flavor, is the thirst-quenching. You feel it in your cheeks, but not like a, a straining it's a it's a fulfilling kind of so we've in the in the journey of tequila over the last year and a half that we've done um i've spoken to you about the fact that i was never a big tequila person i drink hot sauce but there's something about the acidity of tequila that's always upset my stomach you never i gave it a chance (laughs) (laughs) this guy over here (laughs) Um, but I've discovered recently that a lot of these tequilas are nice. They tend to not, while they're acidic, something about them doesn't upset my stomach. So we ventured into the world of cocktail making. Tequila cocktails. And so I guess the first signature cocktail of was that in good taste behind the bar is, (laughs) what what was the name of it? Uh, it was uh, we called it a little less tequila, a little, a little more, more touch, touch me. me. Yes, which it and, was. It was inspired by one of the cocktails that one, two, three organic tequila, or sorry, uno, dos, tres organic tequila had on their cocktail website. However, we took a couple liberties with it. We got a little zesty, and I want to focus on that because there's a few things. So the cocktail that was uh, featured was a coffee-based cocktail with heavy cream and agave. And to be honest, I don't quite remember. Well, so the one that they have there is called the Tres Cafe. Ah. And that's made with their tres tres in the series, which is their Añejo. And granted, we could only get our hands on the uno and the dos. We didn't have the tres. It vanished without a trace. <laughs> um, and so this one, the the initial recipe calls for one and a half ounce trace and yeho tequila, one ounce fresh brewed coffee, one teaspoon of organic agave nectar, and one ounce of milk or half and half. Shake well in a cocktail glass, garnish with grated nutmeg. That's the original. How did we say, fuck the recipe, we're doing it our own way? 
Well, there's one thing. So one, I'm vegan. So I don't particularly partake in half and half. However, well, only the half of the half and half. I think right now. So we've <laughs> just, we're, we're, we've talked about on Friday sustainability. So there's a few things that come into um, mind when it comes to sustainability. One. This is not like a shoving veganism down your throat, but like dairy milk spoils faster, uh, especially in bar environments. Having dairy milk is not good for your bar. It will spoil. Uh, too much heat will make it spoil. I'm not saying leave soy out all night, but like if soy is on the counter, it won't it's curdle. It's not going anywhere. Yeah, it's not going to curdle. It won't, it won't really spoil. But the coffee. Mm. So... They didn't specify anything about the coffee, but here we are to talk about organic coffee. So organic, organic or fair trade is absolutely coffee. a scam. The really? main reason is because fair trade coffee requires you to be a farm of at least eight hectares, which is absolutely huge. What that does is, is that pushes out small farms. Now you might think, well, the big farms, they're more efficient. Well, as we talked about on Friday, efficiency doesn't always equate to sustainability uh, you're true that you know and when it comes to being sustainable it's all about doing what you can so when it comes to coffees there are different methods there's washed there's full washed or what they call half washed and sun dried there are more types but those are the main three full washed you take the coffee you run water over it you remove the fruit from the coffee cherry right because the, the coffee the the actual the seed like, this, is the bean seed. the bean is a seed yes kind of like a pistachio right yes I gotta tell you that uses a lot of water ooh now the half wash method is a mixture of that in the sun in like the sun dried method the sun dried method which quality wise over the last one hundred years wasn't the best but now because of craft coffee has definitely changed with sun dried what you do is you take the coffee you lay it in the sun. People come over and they turn it over and they let it dry. It doesn't get moldy and stuff like that. But you can see why, while that was one of the original ways of brewing coffee and like roasting coffee, like preparing coffee for be roasted, mm-hmm. why it might not be good because you leave it out in the sun, it gets moldy, you don't turn it in time. Well, it also seems like it, you end up spending a lot on labor and you end up spending a lot on it's like, less efficient. Yeah. But the sustainability. Mm. So what I used was not sustainable enough for my opinion. You could have been more sustainable. I don't hate Wegmans, but I usually keep in my house uh, sustainable coffee, but I run out of coffee. What does that mean, sustainable coffee? Well, it tends to be coffee from very small farms. Um, Like like when I say small, like with a lot of these big coffee distributors, what they do is they have people come, they bring like the buckets of the coffee they've picked, and then people expect inspect it, and if the coffee doesn't pass the grade, then the one the farmers are turned aside up to like two, three, four times until they're not allowed to participate in the program anymore. So that means if you bring coffee and it's not quite up to par, you just get shunned, and you can't participate, which is a waste of product. Right, but isn't that a form of quality control in and of itself? Like. Well, how do how do you, for example, you this 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 amazing tequila? You don't you don't think that uh, sometimes a farmer doesn't show up with like a, a a batch of agave, blue agave that's not quite perfect. 
But then you roast the agave. You also roast the coffee. And then you distill it. Yes. The farmers, the coffee farmers are penalized for bringing... You mean penalized. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. (laughs) This guy over here. They're penalized for not quite bringing coffee that's up to par. When picking coffee, it's hard. Because you would think that it's all about um, fair trade. But fair trade is a label, which means that only the biggest farms get it. Which means they tend to be the largest farms with the most money who waste probably the most water. So fair trade just basically means that you can afford the label of fair trade. It's kind of an elitist culture club. Not. There are, of course, fair trade does have some benefits. But when looking for coffee, even for cocktails, it's all about looking for coffee from, like, Stumptown does a good job. Starbucks, with their cafe practices, they do a great job. When a farmer that participates in Starbucks program, when they give Starbucks coffee, if their coffee is not to grade, Starbucks doesn't remove them from the program and stop buying their coffee. They buy the best coffee they can, and then the people, the the farmers put on a like eight year probationary period. You have to look for small brewers. So it still allows them to to collect the product, yes. but they're not as like black and white as one hundred percent the fair trade. One hundred percent. And it's the same thing with soy and almond. You have to be as conscious as possible when it comes to looking at the products that go into your cocktails. The bitters that I use, which are from, I think, was it Woodford? I think it's Woodford. Woodford Reserve mm-hmm. chocolate bitters, mm-hmm. which are part of this recipe, which is, of course, it's um, it's soy milk, one ounce. It's three dashes of Woodford chocolate bitters. It's um, an ounce and a half of the tequila, as well as an addition is a splash of blue agave. I use the organic blue agave because it was given to me as a gift. And... And it's with the, you know, the orange. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, we, the orange, which was absolutely that, amazing. That was our special garnish. We do a little... Zest it on top. Zest the orange on top of the froth of the of you the cocktail cannot itself. make sure... Making sure that every item in your cocktails is sustainable is difficult. But we do what we can. And you just try to be conscious of that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I went to the supermarket and got an orange. I I didn't know, but I used the orange for an old-fashioned earlier in the week. I put it in the fridge. I didn't throw it away. And then after tonight, I'm going to put it in the fridge. I'm going to try to eat the inside. And, and tomorrow, you have to do what's best. Little did you know that that orange was picked by a child laborer. You know what? And the reality is a lot of the things that we do, that happens. But what do you, I mean, what, what, I mean, look, kids got to make money somehow. (laughs) The, uh, the tequila, no matter how sustainable, no matter what they say, is not made in America. There might be someone there who's young, who, who picked the agave and like helped roast it or whatever. You have to do as best you can, especially when it comes to enjoying yourself. You cannot allow yourself to be overwhelmed with the stress of, is this the best that I can, like, is this, ah, everything's sustainable. You got to do the best. Coming from the vegan, you know, you got to do, you got to do the best. You, you're you not magic. Got to make moderate or incremental changes. This tequila can. is a good step. 
Made from recycled bottles, too. Re- handmade recycled glass bottles. Recycled glass bottles. Stick with glass or plastic. Mm-hmm. Mostly plastic. Plastic easy to recycle. Come on. Good, good products. And as, of course, as we talked on Friday, the companies, they know. They know what you want. Spend your dollars. And spend them wise. I mean, I'm a fucking socialist, but whatever, fuck. Like, spend your dollars. So anyway. I went on forever, but we talked more about this. But, like, sustainability, it's good. Not a cocktail. Not a cocktail we wrapped up, Before we wrap up, because we got, like, three minutes before we really wear our heart out. Come on. I fucking love this cocktail. Like, all right, so I'm a big fan. Well, sustainability. I, like, I'm a fan of white Russians in general. This I hate them. Fuck, I hate white Russians. I, th- like, <laughs> whoa. whoa. I mean, I hate the drink titled <laughs> the White Russians. I think this is probably the best competition to the White Russian I think I've ever had. Oh, I can see that. Like, if I were to have the, if I were to have a brunch menu that had like mimosas, White Russians, Irish coffee, all that good. All, all that good shit. This would be the one that replaces either a white Russian or an Irish coffee. Why do you think I like white Russians? Real quick. Why do you think I don't like the drink? Uh, well, one, you don't like the cream in it. No, it doesn't matter because a lot of places use coconut. It's the fucking Kahlua. Kahlua is so saccharine. Yeah. Well, Kahlua. that was going to be my second. It's so fucking sweet. I knew you were going to say it next. That's why I just jumped ahead. Kahlua is so sweet. And this doesn't have the sweetness that is overbearing. It's just the, the tequila adds. And so we used the uh, the dose tequila, this one, to add a little bit more body. We tried the it reposado. both. The reposado. We tried it with both the plata or the blanco and the reposado. The reposado adds a tad bit more depth and richness that really complements the chocolate bitters well and just kind of creates a nice little medium between the chocolate, the coffee, and the cream just kind of helps lighten it up to the most part. Like, it, it's soy milk, right? It is. Uh, which, so I, honestly, if I had the choice, I'd use vegan half and half, but, like, the non-dairy half and half. Because the creaminess I like, but soy is easy to have on hand and it's cheaper. Yeah. But I have a real question for you. Mm-hmm. It's our bar. I don't know what you call the bar. How much is this cocktail at our bar? This cocktail at our bar be 10 bucks. This fucking guy is so nice. Whoa, 10 bucks. A $10 cocktail. Wow. You just set the fucking I'm going to agree with you. Well, because here's here's my thought process, right? So, we're already going to have some sustainable coffee that's just brewed and ready for espresso martinis for whatever cocktails that we have on hand. This particular one, it's an upscale, like it doesn't use too much alcohol, but it's pleasant, it's light, and honestly, like if you do kind of the the first one's free kind of thing, you'll end up throwing back three of them. I feel that, I feel that. And so I'd say if you if you price it at 10 bucks, you end up with a cocktail that people are like, oh, it's only a $10 cocktail, I'll have a couple of them. Well, you set the fucking baseline. Fuck. Well, uh, damn it. Well, of course, these. this is related to everything we talked about on Friday, which was, of course, 
on our main podcast, Was That In Good Taste? Remember which... to uh, like, subscribe. Oh, go. Sorry. No, we need that. It's very important. It really helps us to like and subscribe, to share it with the people that you care about. Because if you follow us, you will find out more about cocktails, social political issues, and of course, you get to connect with us, your friends. It's about just human social connection. Um, and that's what makes us human. So we don't have an outro for for this. So um, usually we invite you into the bar, behind the bar, and then we kick you out. So... Well, it's time to leave. I know we got you all liquored up and caffeined up with this coffee, but uh, you ain't got to stay here. 30-second story. When I was working at a cafe, my ex used to come to, my, come to my store. We were still dating. She would come. And I used to make her stand near the door, right against the door, which is out of camera view. <laughs> and literally, before the store closed, I'd give her whatever she wanted, then I'd make her stand there. And I'd be like, yo, it's time to go. She'd be like, but I don't want to go outside. It's cold. And I'm like, then stand in the corner. I don't want to make you do this, but you got to leave. And if I loved her and cared about her, she had to go. Then you got to go. So leave. Peace out. Please don't just stand in the corner at a camera shot. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. Have a nice night. Get the fudge out.